It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Colts fans, we've made it. Training camp starts this week, and the 2023 Indianapolis Colts finally get to work. And boy, there's quite a few storylines coming into this camp that we're going to be watching all summer long, right up until week one. So let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here as always by my fellow writer and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, we're finally done with the position previews. We're not talking about what these guys could become. Now we're going to start finally talking about what's happening on the field, what we're going to be seeing with our own eyes, what we're going to be heard as reported going on down there. Buddy, I'm excited. It's a new season, new football to talk about. This is what we get fired up for every year. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, and I'm right there with you. You know, it was nice to talk about these the, these roster spots and, you know, what the Colts are going to do, you know, as far as depth at certain positions. But, man, the focus since the draft has been over has been what are these guys going to look like? You know, what are they going to look like during training camp? So I even tweeted out it's been months and months, but for Colts fans, the time has finally come for the new era to officially begin, and it starts on Friday. Yeah, it is. And there's there's so much that uh, uh, there's so much to talk about, really. I mean, Anthony Richardson, Shaquille Leonard, Shane Steichen. uh, What are the Colts going to do at cornerback, right guard, uh, the extensions with Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman? There's just so much to talk about around this team uh, that that it's going to be a really fun uh, next month. and, And then once we get into the season to see how it all shakes out, we've already got people in the chat that are ready to talk about training camp. Joe Denham is here. 
here. Uh, shout out to you. He was our first comment this evening. Uh, we've got Jack Rizzo in the chat. Just want to thank you all again for everything. Can't wait to start his own show this Wednesday. And training camp is finally here. So thanks for sh- thanks for uh, joining us tonight, Jack. Always fun when you're here. And and to everybody else, as you guys are getting in the chat, getting ready to start out this episode uh, and talk about some Colts training camp with us nathan comancy is in here i know nathan was really uh kind of worried about the anthony richardson deal (laughs) anthony richardson aside we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show uh but guys since training camp is is starting in a couple days i mean players report tomorrow you guys better get subscribed you guys better go and follow us on all the things so that way you're not missing out on any of this colts content coming your way like horseshoe huddle on facebook Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to Horseshoe Huddle's YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live because we will be at training camp and we will be going live from Grand Park there in Westfield, Indiana. So you'll want to make sure you have those notifications on uh, so that way you can be a part of those live episodes when we're there at training camp. But we know life gets in the way, and if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, we're on there as well. So make sure to subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast on there. And Drake, we actually have a special announcement for the people. You guys all know that we do our episodes every Monday and Thursday night live on YouTube. Well, you're actually going to really want to get subscribed to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. Because starting this week, Drake and I are introducing horseshoe huddle halftime yes we are doing an audio only episode uh, about 15 minutes uh, on wednesdays they will be coming out at 11 a.m eastern so that way you can listen to them over your lunch break drake and i are just going to be doing little 15 minute episodes uh just about any colts topic throughout the week it could be current it could be something that could be happening something that has happened we're going to cover a variety of topics and, and drake and i are really excited to start these get a little more extra uh, Colts content out there and it'll give you guys a chance to uh to connect with us on the audio platforms as well uh Drake I know I'm really excited uh about this horseshoe huddle halftime show that we're going to be doing it's going to be a lot of fun yeah and I'll, I'll you know I'll, we'll save what the what the episode is going to be um for an announcement when you know we put it out on social media and, and kind of break it loose but um yeah there's so much Colts content um that we felt the need to actually do just a little bit more of a bite-sized type of portion but um it's going to be as he as Andrew said audio only but it's going to be on every single podcasting platform and um yeah with everything that's happening and the new era of Colts football that's beginning it was warranted and it's going to be a lot of fun I can't wait to put one out yeah, it's exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun. So remember, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review so that way you don't miss those Wednesday episodes that will be going live at 11 a.m. Eastern uh, every Wednesday throughout the season. And they possibly might even go into next off season. We'll have to see how that yeah. goes, but uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and as the, everybody gets into the chat, I know you guys are all here for our main event tonight. We're going to be talking about the top five storylines to follow uh, for the Indianapolis Colts in training camp. 
first practice is Wednesday morning. And, and I was, as I've seen in the chat, uh, from Jack Rizzo, definitely stay hydrated during camp. It's going to be hot as hell. Yes. It's going to be very (laughs) hot down there in Westfield. Uh, but, but that's, that's summer in Indiana. Uh, that's training camp every year. We can pretty much expect that. So, uh, but, but Drake, again, this, we talked about how this was one of the most important off seasons for the Colts, uh, maybe since since Peyton Manning was was drafted uh and this training camp is really gonna gonna be the kickstarter to all of it I mean all the decisions have been made the guys are in town now it's time for the guys to get to work the coaches and the players to have their first full practice as a team this is where it all gets started at Grand Park in Westfield Indiana uh, yeah, and I actually like what you said there that it might be the most important, you know, training camp since the Manning era because the reason I I personally think Andrew didn't mention the luck era is because you had the Colts already established at that point. They just had one bad season. Well, you're coming off of four really rocky years. So, um I think that you're absolutely right. Everything kind of hinges from here on out on Wednesday. From Wednesday on, you're going to start to build a new legacy in Indianapolis and it all starts right there in Westfield. Exactly. So let's dive right in here. And and for the chat, if you guys have a question, you have a comment, you want us to feature uh, live on the show here, make sure you throw in that super chat. Drake and I will get to it ASAP because that's what we do for our super chatters uh, as always. So if you have something you want to discuss, make sure you throw in that super chat and Drake and I will discuss it here live on the show. But I think I think we all know what the main storyline is going to be for this training camp and that's number five that's anthony richardson and and watching his progress throughout camp i mean all eyes are gonna be on the rookie on every single snap every single pass everything everything is going to be not only analyzed but probably over analyzed as as this kid gets 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 uh his feet wet in the nfl so so drake as we go through training camp over the next month or so what are you going to be watching for uh, for Anthony Richardson? What exa- what little details are you going to be looking for? Um, or what would you like to see out of number five over this next month? You know, I feel like we're going back to when we were breaking down all the quarterbacks and what they needed to improve on and what they excelled at. Um, for Richardson, I think what he needs to keep doing is he needs to keep uh, he needs to keep having that deep ball accuracy. He needs to continue to have that arm strength. Basically, all the things that he was that, that were strengths for him need to continue. But again, as we were talking about months ago, for me, it's more of what he needs to improve on. Just because the things that he's good at, you know, he's ridiculously good at. He's like NFL like high level with his speed and with his athleticism, but I'm looking for, how's he going to deal with pressure? I'm looking for, how is he going to hit those, you know, those, that kind of drop throw over the, over a linebacker's head, those intermediate shorter balls. Um, You know, how is he going to potentially have to deal with pressure, especially at the middle? You know, is he going to bail too soon? We've seen in at Florida at times he would actually sit there and wait in the pocket for the for the receivers to get downfield, then take off. Is that going to change now when he's in the NFL at NFL you know speed? Um, but something I'm really looking forward to is how is he going to connect with this offense? You know, it's really tailored for him. I mean, the coach, the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, the offense literally is tailored for Anthony Richardson. So um, at the end of the day, though, I think if there's one thing that needs to stick out more than anything, it's definitely that intermediate and short accuracy because he's already got the deep ball down. That's where defenses are really going to test him. 
Yeah, and I think I think what we also need to, and this is my big thing that I, I want to make sure all Colts fans keep in mind. Anthony Richardson will not be perfect from day one. He's going to have days where he looks really good in practice. There's going to be days where he looks really, really bad. So I, I don't think we, we should really go too high on the high days and too low on the low days. I mean, that's just being a rookie in the NFL. This mm-hmm. isn't Peyton Manning this, who who struggled in his rookie year. This isn't Andrew Luck who had plenty of struggles in his rookie year too. So it's, it's just going to take some time. Uh, now, now there are going to be days where he lights it up and, and you're just sitting there like, wow, this, this kid is for real. There's going to be other days where, where he struggles against this defense because, I mean, they get paid millions of dollars too. He's going up against DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, uh, Kenny Moore. Zaire Franklin, guys like that, that, that get paid a lot of money to, to do this well too. So it's, there's going to be plenty of welcome to the NFL moments for Anthony Richardson. But I think what, what I want to see personally is I just want to see Anthony Richardson being able to grasp the offense quickly, Mm -hmm. showing that he has a command of that offense and, and he's not making the same mistakes twice. I mean, here, you're not seeing him consistently get, put the ball in, in bad spots. Uh, if he if he does throw a bad interception, you want to make sure it doesn't happen again. Kind of learning from those mistakes, but that's that's all being part of a, uh, just being part of a rookie in the NFL. So I think over this next month, obviously, I, I we have heard of the report from Stephen Holder of ESPN that. Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson will be splitting those first team reps. That's kind of how they were doing it in, in OTA. So it makes sense that they would continue that in training camp to try to get Anthony Richardson as, as up to speed as, as fast as possible. So you're, you're definitely going to see that. I'm interested to see how he works with, with the starters and Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Alec Pierce, uh, Jelani Woods. It's 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 really going to be just how quickly can he get acclimated? How comfortable can he be in this offense? Because Drake, like you and I have been saying all offseason, as soon as that mental part of his game is, is good and he can fully grasp it and it's not too big for him, the Colts are going to put him out there on that field. Yeah, and he's got, you know, when you have the physical attributes, those are done. They're over with. You're, you know, you don't really have to teach it anymore. It's he's at such an advantage because not many quarterbacks have the the just the raw ability that he does. So yeah, once he you're looking for him to continuously progress, kind of like you said, and not making the same mistakes over and over and over. If he's going to make those mistakes, make them early in training camp, and then by the end of training camp, you hope that you're not seeing as many you know interceptions, wild throws, balls that hit the dirt type of thing. Because you absolutely, again, like Andrew said, you're going to see this stuff. He's so young. He's so raw. The fact that he's splitting first team snaps is actually pretty impressive. Um, That that shows the Colts are really trying to kind of get him up to speed so he can start week one. But like you said, at at the end of the day, it's going to be the mental stuff. It's going to be the footwork. It's going to just be those little touch throws, just things that you want to see him progress along with and become the biggest word comfortable in Steichen's offense. And it is going to be really fun watching him sling 50, 60 yard deep balls down the field to an Alec Pierce, a Michael Pittman, and and watching those those big plays or or seeing him kind of take off when the pocket breaks down. Uh just the the seeing all the nuances of Anthony Richardson's game. And, and it's gonna be the first time that Colts fans, if you weren't at the combine, you're gonna be able to see it up close and this time in a more of a live football type setting. So obviously we're gonna be keeping all of our eyes on Anthony Richardson. 
all season long, but but when Colts fans can get a really up close look at him for the first time here in training camp. But I think as we let's let's transition to the other side of the ball, Drake, for another guy that we we definitely want to see out there, but we don't know when that's going to happen, and that's Shaquille Leonard. Uh, Shaquille Leonard obviously has been dealing with with nerve issues in his back for for all over a year now because his his first surgery on that back was uh, june of 2022 we're now in july of 2023 and he's he's trying to make his way back again the colts are being very careful as far as not putting a timeline on it because with these nerve issues it's just it's anybody's guess it's really when when he's able to get the strength and the explosiveness back into that calf muscle and into that ankle so as we progress as we kind of go through training camp i'm going to attack this and give you a a, attack this from a different angle drake and give you this question i know we spoke about is should the colts be concerned about shaq leonard a couple episodes ago but when at what point would you be concerned with with the Col- with Shaq Leonard's health uh, as far as not seeing him out there? Um, we don't know if he's going to start out on pup. We'll probably find out that in the within the next couple of days. But do we need Shaq Leonard in training camp, or or do you think we just wait until he's he's fully healthy to go in the regular season? When's that level of concern rising for you? You know, if he had played a full year last year. Okay, and let's say that he had this nerve issue maybe in week 15, 16, and he progressed a lot quicker. And then that video came out of him doing the, you know, the the quick step drills, uh, the high step drills. I'd say you don't really need to worry about him, you know, maybe being in training camp because he played a full season. He's recovering. Maybe they're just really using all the training camp to rest him. But the thing is, he kind of had regression due to that in 2021, still played ridiculous. Then he plays in 2022, barely gets on the field, and he's out the entire year. And you haven't seen anything really up until that video that recently released of him, which was a small snippet. Look, it gets you super excited because he looks like he's feeling way better. Um, But again, it's just a short video. So it's still unknown. It's just a little dash of news. But I would say, yeah, if he if it's like. Can't really, I don't really want to use a date because it's kind of it's kind of murky like to anybody listening. But if, if we're like three-fourths of the way through training camp and you haven't seen Leonard put on pads, then I think that's a little bit worrisome. Um, but especially if it's training camp, you know, here Thursday, August 17th, day after you didn't see any Shaq Leonard, I think then that's, pr- that's a pretty big concern because he didn't even get to take part in the most important part of the offseason. Right. If we're if we don't see leonard at, at all during training camp then i think the then i think there's there's going to be some some pretty pretty big question marks i know a lot of the colts fan base already feels that way just because he hasn't participated in in anything this off season but again he otas things like that they're all voluntary i mean he doesn't need to be there uh, technically uh, and the colts want to make sure he's ready before that uh i i think if I, my gut feeling is when the colts do uh release their their pup list of who's starting camp uh, on the physically unable to perform list uh i would I, my guess would be shaquille leonard would be on there now if he's on the pup list he in training camp he can come off that anytime yep. uh, if he starts the season on the pup list then he wouldn't be able to come off that until week six so so that's going to be pretty big Dang. so uh, if he starts on the pup list it's not necessarily a a 
he's done uh, for training camp, but you definitely want to continue to monitor that. And then the video Drake was mentioning was uh, there was a, a, a video that Shaquille Leonard put on his Instagram story uh, last week, and it was of him working out in, in South Carolina where he spends the off season. Um, and, and he, he was moving well, I would say he, he did look a little bit slower, but again, he's still trying to get that explosiveness back that speed. So, but he was moving well, it didn't look like there was any pain or it didn't look like he was really trying to compensate in, in my opinion for the, the, the ankle, the, the calf, it looked like he was being able, he was pushing off of that very well. Now it's just, again, about building that up. And that's just, that's just going to take time. And, and with being in training camp, this is the time to start really ramping things up and i think the colts will obviously Shaq leonard wants to get out there as as quickly as possible but but yeah drake if we're starting to close in towards the end of end of training camp and a preseason which i don't think i don't think shaquille leonard necessarily needs to play in the preseason but if we're inching closer to the end of training camp and and he's still not out there participating in practice uh then i think you could be that i think it would be plenty of cause for concern about his availability uh, to, uh definitely to start the season but even even into the season uh as far as when he would be ready when he can come back to that defense and then is he going to be the same Shaquille Leonard that we've gotten used to seeing over the past five years yeah and and something else that I, I want to briefly touch on and this isn't saying my reasoning isn't because that I felt like Shaq couldn't get back on the field. But this is, again, why I personally thought the Colts should have gone out, maybe even a super late draft pick or just a, a cheap free agent that's got a veteran experience just to get in the linebacker room behind Leonard because it is a steep fall off. Let's hypothetically say, and this is all hypothetical, knock on wood, but let's hypothetically say week one rolls around. He's you know on the, on the physically unable to perform list. Well, then you've got JoJo Doman pretty much is the next guy, or maybe Trevor Denbo, maybe somebody like that. I know they had uh, uh, Donovan Mutant too, who was a really impressive uh, undrafted free agent that they got, but these are guys that are unproven, you know? And so I thought the Colts should have kind of like with the cornerback room a little bit, maybe more so should have just short up that depth a little bit with just a cheap veteran. But Hey, I personally think of the high road that they didn't do that because they're confident that Shaq Leonard is going to be ready. I think they're confident that that Leonard can return, and I also think they're just confident in EJ Speed's ability. I that's mean, that, that's that's the sign. That's the signing. People say, and I'm not just singling you out, Drake. There's been a lot oh, of no, people no, said they they, yeah. they should have went out and signed a linebacker. Well, the linebacker they signed was EJ Speed. They're ready for EJ Speed in his now. This will be EJ Speed's fifth season. They're ready for him to take that next step and and be a starting linebacker if needed so the Colts are the Colts are hardly ever in their base four three so if they did and Leonard was out then yes it probably would be Jojo Doman that would go in but for the most part the Colts have two linebackers out there on the field so it would be Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed if if Shaq Leonard can't be out there and when you're paying him the, the money that they did I mean it's it's time for for EJ Speed to go show he's being paid lower level starting money for the linebacker spot you got to go out there and and make your mark. So that's why I think the the, the Colts did. They definitely showing a lot of lot of confidence in EJ Speed. Uh, but yeah, it's it's until we actually see Shaquille Leonard out there in pads doing his thing. There's going to be lots of question marks. And and as training camp rolls along, uh, we're both in agreement, Drake, that if 
if we get to this point and and there's only a week left of training camp, and we still haven't seen number 53 out there, then yeah, there's going to be plenty of concern uh, surrounding that linebacker group. Yeah, and it's arguably outside of Anthony Richardson's storyline. It's arguably the biggest thing that that you know is it's of the most important thing that the Colts have to try to get back to square one on is Shaq Leonard's health. So I'm more on the side of I think that he's going to be more ready than some people think, and I do think the Colts believe that as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then I think the next battle that we're talking about is still on the defensive side of the ball, but this is maybe now the the position that has the least amount of depth or the most unknown uh, surrounding it. And that's the cornerback position. The only returning starter, Kenny Moore, the second. And we know that that he will be on the outside when they're in their base. He'll slide into the slot when the Colts go into their nickel. But Stefan Gilmore is in Dallas. Brandon Faison is with the Raiders. Isaiah Rogers Sr., gone for the year, cut from the Colts after the gambling investigation. There's a chance the Colts could be starting two rookies on the outside come week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And and that, I'll be honest, that makes me nervous, Drake. What do you think, What how do you think this, this cornerback battle is, is going to shake out? And and what do you want to see from, from not, only, not only the rookie cornerbacks, but from Kenny Moore the second too, who, I mean, I, I don't think anybody can argue this, had a pretty had a pretty down year in in twenty twenty two. I think that Kenny to start with Kenny Moore, he, his resurgence is even more paramount than it was before because if he does go out there, and this is nothing against him personally, it's just straight up true. If he goes out there and just whiffs and starts doing terrible and and can't pick himself back up in Gus Bradley's scheme. Your next guy up is is Juju Brents, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't really have a slot corner that is anywhere near Kenny Moore's level of experience and probably skill level right now. So he's got to go out there and have a a, maybe even a career year. I mean, he's got to go out there and play like a pro bowler again, like right away. He's got to do it week one and on because they don't have Isaiah Rogers there. And as we've said, even when he was there, that was still a very thin cornerback room. 
now it's even thinner. Okay. And I think that obviously you've got Kenny Moore. He's going to be more of the slot guy. He could play outside, but Juju Brents is going to be our, you know, arguably the, the number one guy on the outside. The biggest battle is clearly Dallas Flyers and Darius Rush. And mm-hmm. um, I think Dallas Flyers showed some sparks last season in the limited sample you saw of corner just because of his league leading kick return average. He's ridiculously athletic and fast. Rush is more of the, the he's not as fast, but he's more of the ball hawking type and he'll track a ball and he'll be able to deflect passes and just cause, you know, all sorts of issues in pass in the passing game. So that's the battle I'm looking for. And that might even be the most intriguing one. Cause you kind of know Richardson's going to eventually start. And you kind of know that with the other ones, there's certain guys that have an edge. This is the one that is level playing field and for different reasons, but it is anybody's anybody's position to win at this point between the two. It, it really is. And and I think we can all assume Juju Brents is going to be one of the starters. I mean, he was second round pick, number 44 overall. Uh, the Colts really like Juju Brents. He, he fits Gus Bradley's scheme uh, almost to a T, a big, long, athletic cornerback that can help and run support, a uh, really smart player, uh, can, can press can press well on the line of scrimmage, but but can also kind of sit back in zone. So uh, I'd be shocked if Juju Brents wasn't wasn't a starter. Yeah. Uh, and, and and as far as his wrist injury goes, he should be good to go for for the start of training camp. Here, that wrist injury, the surgery way back before the draft has healed up. Um, so I would be I'd be a little shocked if if Brents wasn't out there to go on Wednesday. But but yeah, that other that other starting cornerback spot between Dallas Flowers and, and Darius Rush is, is what, what a lot of people are going to be watching, me, myself included. Dallas Flowers was mostly used as a kick returner last year for the Colts. He did well. I mean, he oh, yeah. led the league in kick return yardage, but an undrafted guy at a Pittsburgh State small school uh, barely wasn't even thought of as being in the conversation for, for a starting cornerback spot. But Brad OTAs, that's the guy who was starting on the outside, uh, opposite uh, on the opposite side of where Juju Brents would be was Dallas Flowers. Uh, but Darius Rush, I mean, he's a guy that I had a third round grade on him. The Colts were able to get him in the fifth. A lot of people around the league had a third round grade on him. Um, he's he is still kind of raw. I mean, played wide receiver, switched to cornerback, so he's still learning that position. But man, the kid just makes plays. I mean, he he's already shown that in OTAs when he had a pick six of Sam Ellinger. Uh, He was, uh, according to the coaches, one of the most impressive rookies in OTAs uh, and throughout rookie minicamp. So he's already impressing. And and he what he needs to do is just continue to stack those good days because you are now going up one-on-one against the likes of a Michael Pittman, of an Alec Pierce. So you're not going up against those those number five, six, seven, eight wide receivers uh, that the Colts have, you're going up against their starters and guys that have gone out and, and done it in the NFL. And you're talking about Michael Pittman Jr., done it for a while. So he's just got to continue to stack good days, continue to make plays, continue to force turnovers because that's been a huge emphasis for Gus Bradley and this Colts defense all offseason because they didn't force nearly enough turnovers in 2022. So if that's what Darius Rush that's what Darius Rush is going to need to do in order to supplant Dallas Flowers as that starter, but hey, I'm not I'm not counting out Dallas Flowers either. I mean, the kid's a dog and and he wants the starting spot just as bad as as Darius Rush. So 
hey man, competition brings out the best. And and it's gonna be really fun to watch these young corners really battle it out and and improve uh which 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 are the top guys and, and are gonna be the starters for this team this year. Yeah, and very brief, the the things that give each one of these guys an edge over the other, Dallas Flowers has the athletic and speed edge because of his ridiculous uh, ability to return the football. So he's got all sorts of different tools that he can use to keep up with these quicker receivers. He's going to follow the hip a lot more. He's going to be right on right on the tail of these guys. But when you when it goes to, when it comes to Darius Rush, which I learned this by reading Andrew Moore's incredible rookie file series. Um, Darius Rush, you know, came into South Carolina as a receiver. And what better way to take the ball away from other receivers when you're converted to a defensive back than having the ball skills that a receiver had to have to get to the college level? So that's where Darius Rush is going to, I think, really show his skills is, I mean, turnovers are huge. You know, that's what the Colts made their entire defense on just not that long ago when they, I believe, were second in the entire league doing it. This is a guy that in the long run could become one of those guys that contributes to that type of defense. And and this comment right here really really just just encapsulates oh, the entire corner the entire cornerback position trial by fire at the corner position in Indy. Uh, you're absolutely right. Touring the AFC South, uh, that's that's what's going to be. And the, these Colts cornerbacks are either going to sink or they're going to swim. And it could really dictate a lot of this team's success whether the Colts can can hold their own. The Colts rookie corners can hold their own. Or are they going to give up a lot of yardage and a lot of points to opposing offenses? But um, I think I think moving along from the cornerback position, we're going to switch gears a little bit, Drake. Let's talk about some things that need to be done off the field. And that is the extensions of Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think those, those are going to be two big storylines that we're going to follow pretty much throughout training camp until they are done. Um, our own Shad McGinnis uh, reported that the Colts are aggressively pursuing extensions with both Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, to try to get those done. There hasn't been a timetable on when those might be done, but but the Colts are in talks with with both of their management groups to try to get an extension done. And obviously, with what has been going on with Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs and Dalvin Cook and, and all the other running backs that are trying to get big deals around the NFL. Paying a running back is a hot topic issue uh, in the uh, around the league right now, Drake. And uh, this is going to be very important, what the Colts do here, not only for, for their franchise and for Jonathan Taylor, but it's going to be important for, for really the rest of the NFL and, and the value of that running back position for guys that are at the top of the market. Well, and you know, you're looking at Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs and those types of situations. You got Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler out there saying this is, you know, BS. You've got mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey joining in on it too. All eyes. It's not just any extension right now, running back, man. All eyes are literally right on Jonathan Taylor right now because he's a superstar at any given Sunday. Anytime he touches the ball on any carry, he could be the best running back in the NFL. So, I actually wrote a piece on this not long ago where it, this guy, his his deal is going to dictate the value going forward of running backs because he's the only guy looking for an extension right now, you know, and all these running backs are very disgruntled. I personally think it's it's a little bit criminal to have watched, you know, what he can do and then look at some of these other guys and what they did. One is, a, is the Russian champion last year mm -hmm. and the value has just dropped. So um, I, for one, think that 
it's this offense runs exclusively through Jonathan Taylor still. Okay, so yes, he's they they should aggressively pursue a deal. Now on the other end with Michael Pittman, you're asking yourself, should he get the deal done first? Because right now he's in the range of probably worth about 19 million a year. Okay, if he goes out there, let's say I mean he won't get the volume he did last year, but let's say 85 catches, 1,100 yards, and nine touchdowns. Well, guess what? If you don't if you don't get him extended now. His value goes up to like 25, 26 million in his next deal. So it's like it's it's a real quandary that they're stuck in because they got their best receiver and the guy that everyone's looking at at running back right now. They got to sign them both. So it's really an interesting situation. Yeah. And I think this this is almost a uh, this reason here is almost a blessing both ways, not only for the Colts, but for for these two guys and Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, they're their franchise quarterback or who they believe will be their franchise quarterback just signed his rookie deal today, his rookie deal. That means he isn't going to be making the $50 million a year that the top quarterbacks in the NFL makes. No, Anthony Richardson will be making $33 million, $34 million over the next four seasons. So you've got your starting quarterback on a very, very cheap deal. So while, while he is developing, what's the best thing for a young rookie quarterback or a young quarterback just in general? What's the best thing to have around him when you're, you're trying to develop him a good running game and good weapons. So you can sign Jonathan Taylor. The Colts can afford to sign Jonathan Taylor to a deal that he is worth. Do I think that Jonathan Taylor's uh, contract is going to break the bank? And do I think it's going to be higher on an average year basis than Christian McCaffrey? No, I do not. But I wouldn't be out of the question for the Colts to pay Jonathan Taylor around $14 million a year for the next three to four years to, to line up with Anthony Richardson's contract so you can have your running back in his prime for those years. And and the same with Michael Pittman Jr. You made up you made a great point, Drake, about if if the Colts could could hold out and say, no, we're not going to do give Pittman an extension. We want to see how this year goes. Well, if he goes out there and has a big year, that, that price is just going to keep going up, especially oh, yeah. with, with the wide receiver market getting more and more and more expensive by the week, it seems, by the by the player. So right now you could lock up your your number one wide receiver i mean close to 18 million a year which for a number one wide receiver is on the low end uh, of deals it's about what deontay johnson makes in 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 pittsburgh so when you're doing that and and you can lock them up for about that that amount of money uh, instead of the the 25 26 million it it certainly adds up certainly gives you better roster flexibility Uh, and that's why the colts running they want to keep these guys not only for what they play on the field but what they've done in the community i mean jonathan taylor is huge in the community so is michael pitt they're both great locker room guys they're both leaders on this team so it doesn't it doesn't send not only sends a message to the league not only sends a message to them, not only to help their rookie quarterback, but the locker room is watching too. And when you're, you don't want to, you don't want to shaft two locker room leaders when you've preached drafting and growing and re-signing your own players as Chris Ballard has done over the years. It's just not a good look. So I expect both these extensions to get done. Uh, again, for for Jonathan Taylor, I'd say. 14, 14 and a half million on average per year for Michael Pittman, 18, 18 and a half million on average per year. That's kind of the, the, the mark that I'm thinking, but 
as far as any concern that these extensions are going to get done, no. Both these guys are going to be locked up in that Colts uniform uh, for the long term. And if you needed one more brief reason to not worry about these two guys getting extensions, you're bringing in a very raw rookie quarterback who needs both of these guys. You got one number one in the backfield, number one in the receiving game, and you have Shane Steichen, who's you mentioned both these guys by name multiple times. And one of the biggest reasons I've preached this, and so have you, Andrew, that Anthony Richardson's addition to the Colts is so dangerous is because Jonathan Taylor and the potential that he could have with guys like Michael Pittman. So they're both very highly likely to get their deals done. If they didn't, I would be absolutely blown away. I would be shocked. And this is why Drake is an A-plus podcaster, because he can implement segues like that, talking about Shane Steichen. And that's our next our next topic. Our next storyline is the development of, of Shane Steichen's offense, Drake, because we, we have, we've had this, the Colts have had the same offense since 2018. They've had Frank Reich at the helm. Now it's, it's time to see what Shane Steichen can do. And, and from the moment he was introduced as the next head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, he said, we're going to throw to score points and we're going to run to win. And so you can expect a, a more explosive offense back in Indy, a more aggressive offense to be back in Indy. And, and I think we're really going to see Shane Steichen really put the ball in his best players' hands. That's Jonathan Taylor. That's Michael Pittman. That's Alec Pierce. That's Jelani Woods. Uh, do not be surprised if we see a much bigger role for Jelani Woods in a breakout year for Jelani Woods in Shane Steichen's offense. But, but Drake, I think that this could be, well, while we all know it's something that we're going to watch, it could be very underrated to kind of see how this Colts offense develops, how they get comfortable in this offense, and how quickly they can get things going with Shane Steichen as the play caller. Yeah, and they've never had a, a play caller that has this, well, this, well, really a head coach that has this type of approach. I mean, look, Frank Reich, he... He gets dogged on a lot. The guy was very smart, and I think it was I think it was Zach Hicks in one of his episodes mentioned that if he would have stayed the coach, uh, the Colts head coach the entire season, he would have figured out a way to will that team to eight wins. He just would have done it. It would have happened for them. So he's not the terrible coach everybody thinks he was, but this is a different type of, of offensive mind. You're talking about a guy who wants to pepper you with downfield shots, loosen you up so later on, if he's up 10 points, they're going to run the dang ball, and that, that sweatshirt I have will be implemented run the damn ball and they're going to score points with guys like Jonathan Taylor he's got a great backfield committee with guys like Zach Moss Deion Jackson Evan Hull you know there's all sorts of different things especially guys like Alec Pierce who there's a wild card argument out there that he could maybe outperform someone like Michael Pittman in this offense if he can hit that if he doesn't have a sophomore slump and he really integrates himself into an offense where his strengths are the are the king Man, Alec Pierce could have a ridiculous year compared to last season. Um, and then there was actually, you mentioned Jelani Woods, and I think it was uh, touring the AFC South, who's Mike Patton. He mentioned, a, he had a question at the top. Uh, he, he asked, how do you feel about the tight end position for the Colts? It seems crowded, and who does what, in your opinions? To make this brief, Jelani Woods, it's his position to take, Mike. It, it literally is his position to take. Mo Alleycox, though, that's an interesting battle in itself. No one's really talking about that. Mo has a lot to prove, okay? He is not performing to that three-year, $17.5 million deal at all. And right now, he's got a guy that is just as big as him, bigger, actually, moves quicker, and he's a better receiver, could be a better blocker. Mo's got to step up, so I think you're going to see a very 
angry and motivated Mo Ali Cox, who's going to want to help the team. But both of those guys, I can't wait to see what, what Steichen's going to do with Mo Ali Cox and with Jelani Woods. Offense is just going to be fun again in Indy, and I, I'm just I'm so excited be, about that because covering this team last year, going into a week in and week out, and and you're just expecting a, a putrid offensive performance, and and then for, <laughs> yeah. for, for selfishly for myself, breaking down the film of of whoever was playing quarterback that week, and and just watching god awful football on the offensive side of the ball was was not fun uh but but having a a fresh face in there a, a new coaching staff because not only is shane steichen new but pretty much the entire offensive staff is is new outside of of wide receiver coach reggie wayne cam turner is the new quarterback coach deandre smith is the new running back coach tom manning the new old tight end coach who he was here in 2018 when Eric Ebron had his underrated hire had, had his fantastic season. Tony Sperano Jr., who might be one of the most uh, uh, important hires of the entire offseason, is, is is in charge of revamping this offensive line and bringing it back to prevalence. And all those guys are under Jim Bob Cooter as the offensive coordinator. So seeing how those new coaches mesh with these players, how they can get the best out of these players, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And and I think it's something that, again, this just like Anthony Richardson, this isn't going to be something that just happens overnight. It's going to take some time for these coaches and these players in this offense to really start gelling. Because while it is it is a little it is kind of similar to to Frank Rick that come from the same quote unquote tree offensive tree, Shane Steichen has a lot of different twists that he has learned over the years. Kind of a, he's a Norv Turner disciple in that he wants those vertical explosive shot plays, something that the Colts really haven't had much uh, since since I mean Carson Wentz would throw it that throw the ball far and get a pass interference call, but we didn't see it at all last or, year or a pick or an incompletion or anything. Exactly. So, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's watching that offense develop. And as these players get more comfortable in the offense and as Shane Steichen learns more about these players from week to week and how he can use these players to exploit opposing defenses. It's going to be fun to watch the evolution of this Colts offense throughout, not only throughout training camp, but, but throughout the season as well. So, I mean, there's there's so many storylines. We only covered the five of the top ones today, but there's going to be so many more storylines heading into training camp, all throughout training camp as things unfold. But, guys, we only have two more days. And if you're listening to, listening to this on Tuesday, tomorrow is when the Colts will have their first practice at Westfield. And it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see this team come together and, and really – really morph into into what Shane Steichen envisions this team to be. So let's wrap up the episode here, Drake, by going over the latest Colts news and rumors. Uh, and the biggest news came today when, when the Colts announced and, and followed by Ian Rappaport uh, announcing the third one. But uh, Anthony Richardson, Juju Brents, and Blake Freeland have all signed their rookie deals, making all 12 Indianapolis Colts rookie draft picks under contract. So I know there was a lot of Colts fans out there that were uh, uh, concerned that these guys were going to miss time because their 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 contracts hadn't been signed. But they these these contracts were these these signings were were never in question. They were going to get done before training camp. 
deadline spur action, as I said in my piece today talking about it. So it was it was really just kind of bargaining on some of the language in the contracts. But now they're all done. These guys can focus on football. Yeah, and they just needed to dot some I's and cross some T's. You know, that's basically it. They wanted to make sure that some of the the pillars, the biggest picks that they had, um, just had everything correct with their contracts. And um, boy, you know what really sounds great though is that I think it's like seven point five million dollars a year for Anthony Richardson. Oh my gosh, what a what a bundle of savings for such a high potential guy. Right. <laughs> well, you know, you know, for Anthony Richardson, what sounds really good is having that that $21, $22 million signing bonus uh fully guaranteed and paid out 100 percent to him at signing. So uh now it'd be nice to have Anthony Richardson's bank account and look, and all of a sudden there's a, a fresh $22 million uh showing up in that bank account. So yeah. uh be be a lot of fun. Logan Schmidt ask if we will be there at camp tomorrow or on wednesday uh drake and i will be at camp on friday that'll be our first day there at camp so hey if you're in the crowd in westfield uh at camp on friday and you see drake and i roaming the sidelines sweat dripping off us as we're covering practice for the day hey just give us a shout out say our names we'll we'll, if we hear you we'll turn around and we'll we'll give you a wave if you're if you're there or or stop us and say hey uh but then lastly uh the other little bit of colts news that came out this week was the colts signed an old friend back to the squad defensive end alquadine muhammad uh was signed by the colts on a one-year deal uh i I know the colts fan a lot of colts fans were happy that alquadine muhammad was was going to the bears last year did not perform very well with the bears uh now he is back in indy to compete for a rotational spot on the defensive line drake i'm gonna ask the uh the question that a lot of colts fans are probably wincing uh, to hear about or hear this answer, but how big of a role will, will Muhammad have on this Colts team uh, in 2023? Well, he's kind of the, I mean, you know, when you look at his size, he's he's about 6'4", 250. So he might be the guy that's behind someone like Ebicom, um, you know, or he might be more of that just like it's the boy, it's the boring, the most boring word in the world, but depth piece, bo- most boring title. But the thing is before last year, he actually had six sacks uh, in 2021, which I, I I completely forgot. He had 48 tackles. He had 13 QB hits. He actually had a career year that season. So uh, it's really interesting, though, after leaving for a season and kind of underperforming in Matt Eberflus, or with Matt Eberflus, it, you know, with all this other talent in front of him, I'm kind of intrigued to see where Al Kadeen's going to fit. But, hey, man, he knows the organization. I think he's a solid depth piece. I know we've said that a lot about a lot of players. But, again, Chris Ballard loves his pass rushers. And why not get a familiar one who's only 27 years old? And and that's the key. Solid depth piece. Uh, if al Muhammad starts playing more snaps and taking away snaps from Aquiti Pay, Samson Ebukam, or Dio Dangbo, I think Colts fans are going to be ready to scream. Uh, if if Di- if if <laughs> al Muhammad is a nice depth piece that comes in and plays maybe 10 snaps a game, 10 to 15 to allow some rest, sure, I'm fine with it. But a big role in this defense – no, I think that would be doing this defensive line uh, a disservice, especially with the talent, the young talent uh, that's ready to, to, to go out there and and try to thrive in, in this Colts defensive line. So uh, as a depth piece, good. Starter, 
not so good and and we'll just leave it <laughs> we'll just leave it at that but that's our show for for tonight guys really appreciate everybody jumping on talking some Colts football with us getting ready for training camp uh shout out to Wyatt Law Matthew Stansberry the Mad Chatter Logan Schmidt uh Josh Dorsey Jack Rizzo Joe Denham uh Rob Lucio touring the AFC South uh you th- said his name was Mike Drake Mike Patton yep. Mike Patton shout out to Mike Patton Blue Nation uh the real Mr. Colt Nathan Comancy uh, Brad Presley everybody that joined us tonight no no stats Matt again I'm gonna I mean uh, he's about to be fired that's that's all i'm gonna say logan and jack rizzo had to show up as a team to replace stats yeah yeah there there (laughs) we go there we go but hey again if you guys haven't done so already please go ahead and follow us on all the things go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to the horseshoe Huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know when drake and i are going live so you can catch all our episodes live from training camp if you can't catch us live apple spotify google wherever you get your podcasts make sure to subscribe and leave us a review on there and you'll want to do that so you can catch drew and i's drew drake and i's i've got i've got i've got uh Andrew. You, you saw wyatt's comment about Andrew yes, norwell i did i did <laughs> uh, i saw i saw andrew norwell which hey possible depth piece for the colts that'd be that'd be nice Ooh. again that that word depth piece but uh uh, Wednesday episodes audio only the horseshoe huddle halftime will be releasing every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern so make sure you check those out there uh, so Drake as I continue to fumble over my words of course you've been writing for horseshoehuddle.com what are some pieces that the people can go check out there so uh, just released a couple new ones. Um, one is a, is analyzing a piece done by Brad Spielbarger of Pro Football Focus where he did three building blocks for the Colts, but he left out a very key individual. So I break that down and why he should have been on the list. Um, but the newest one that we'll be releasing is four battles to watch for at Colts training camp, four different positional battles. A couple might surprise you. A couple you're going to be like, these are definitely something I'm going to be watching. So be sure, be sure to look out for that piece. Yeah, that'll be coming out Tuesday on, on horseshoehuddle.com. So be so make sure you go check that out. And guys, rookie files is starting to come to an end. So if you didn't catch it, Evan Hall went live on Friday. Uh the, the running back out of Northwestern. Uh Titus Leo dropped uh today monday so make sure to go check those pieces out and i'll have jalen jones rookie files piece out tomorrow morning as well so if you have if you have some catching up to do on your rookie files trying to get all those finished before a training camp kicks off on wednesday uh so be sure to go and check all of those out plus all the fantastic work that jake arthur uh zach hicks and shod mcginnis do along with us at horseshoehuddle.com you can follow drake at d walster drake you can follow me at andrew moore nfl and we will be back wednesday for our first episode of horseshoe huddle halftime be sure to check that out but until then guys football is back have a good one